What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Delay a Game. Better late than never. We're going to be going over the Western and the Eastern Conference Finals matchups and the most recent updates that have been going on. And some things have been a little surprising, so hold on with this. We won't be too long, but we definitely can't let any time go further without going over what's been going on in these series. So starting off, I know the last episode, I think we barely went over game one. And to think that we're a few more games in, thinking about and starting with the Mavs versus the Warriors, um, I'll give the PC answer that I think the Warriors are clicking on all cylinders right now. Um, from top to bottom, I think they're supporting cast, the rebounding that's in play. Andrew Wiggins is playing like the all-star that he was this year. I think that Clay Thompson has been trying to get his footing and his his feet back under him all playoffs, and I think he's been making consistent strides to becoming into who he was again. Um, I know it's not something that's going to happen overnight, but I do think he's been working towards it. Steph Curry also has been having some of his struggles, but for the most part, especially this series, has been playing really well. So I will give the Warriors a lot of credit because I think they're making the most of the opportunity to get back to the finals. Something they haven't done since Kevin Durant was on the team. So I will give them a lot of credit because I don't think it's the easiest thing to do. Um, some of them are older players and, you know, I think they got a lot of heat with the Kevin Durant signing. So I do think it's nice to kind of put that behind them. Kevin Durant has been going for at least two or three seasons, the team is healthy again, and just getting back to what they do best. As far as the Mavericks go, I, I, I give them a lot of credit because I did not think they were going to make it this far, especially so soon. Jason Kidd as coach has been a plus for them. I think that we've seen the Mavs team come together. We've seen Luka play at a high level this series, uh, despite the level of pretty good defense is being played on him. I, I think he's been trying his best to will his team to a victory. And I think the truth is the Mavs are just overwhelmed and not matched. I don't think they have experience on their side. I don't think they have the talent on their side. And as great as Jason Kidd has been as a coach, I don't think they have coaching on their side, given that, you know, Steve Kerr has so much experience under his belt. You know, I think that's something you have to take in consideration. So they have a, a large edge in a lot of areas. And I didn't think the Mavs were going to lose the last game. Um, I think that one thing we have to acknowledge that we've seen is experience plays a large difference. Because I think a few of those games, the Warriors brought it together and closed the game out because they had experience together. I think that's something that people have discounted, but you have to give them credit for it because there was a few of those games the Mavs had a chance to pull away. Um, I think there was one game they had a large lead, I'll say at least 14 or 15 points at halftime, and they weren't able to pull it through. I think a lot of that, you can say that the Mavs didn't play well down the stretch, and that does play a part. But we both know you need to have a seasoned, experienced team to capitalize on other teams' mistakes. Because not all the time can the other team capitalize on mistakes that are being made. So I think the Warriors are playing smart basketball. I think they're playing seasoned basketball. And I think they know how to close out games where the Mavs don't. 
Um, I think the Mavs supporting cast has been inconsistent. They have opportunities, oftentimes missing open shots, which I think is also contributing to difficulties. So I don't know if you want to call it nervousness or, you know, maybe they've just been inconsistent. The truth is they have been pretty inconsistent the entire playoff run. So I don't think that's something we should be surprised by, but it's disappointing because the truth is, and if, if we're going to speak on my personal opinion, I think we were robbed of a great series. I don't know what happened to the Suns. I, I, don't, I don't have a reasoning as to why they couldn't keep it together or why they weren't able to, I guess, play consistently down the stretch. But the problem is, I mean, at the end of the day, they lost. I don't know why they lost, and I, I still think the Suns were a better team. They might not have been playing the best, but the truth is the Suns were a better team, and I think we would have had a, a better series with the Suns versus the Warriors. That's not what we got. So I think the Suns let us down to twofold. If you're a Suns fan, you're hurting, and if you're a basketball fan, I probably would have enjoyed the Suns versus Warriors as a better series, but that's not where we are right now. We're at the Mavs down 0-3. And just a teaser, I'll give them a chance. I think the I think the Mavs should win one game. I hope they come out aggressive. I hope they come out together. I was surprised at the supporting cast last time because usually they play pretty well at home. So hopefully they can give the Mavs fans one win. I don't see them winning two. Unless the Warriors somehow do what they did last series and struggle with like the Grizzlies without John Morant. If they rest on their laurels and get lazy, this series might go past five. I would find it I'd be hard pressed to see them play more than five games. So we'll see what happens. I wanted to address it before the Mavs got closed out. Um but it's definitely the Warriors going to the finals and we're going to see Steph Curry right back. And that begs a different discussion that I'll mention later on that I don't know if we'll go into, but it's definitely worth mentioning. And the other series we have left, and the one I would say has definitely been more interesting in a weird way, is the Celtics versus the Heat, which is tied 2-2. And to be honest with you, it's been a roller coaster of a series um, with blowouts, with you know the Celtics dominating and the Heat dominating, and you kind of get a close game. Injuries galore. Al Horford's out one game. Al Horford comes back. The Celtics dominate. Marcus Smart's out. Marcus Smart comes back. Then out of nowhere, Jimmy Butler's hurt, and Jimmy Butler misses game. But then Jimmy comes back. It's been a roller coaster of so much in one series. So the latest game, the Celtics did did handle their business and put the Heat out to tie the series up. So I'll give them credit because they won the game they needed to win. Um, I think I don't think it was up for discussion that nobody nobody in the Celtics camp would want to go down three one. You never want to lose, but you definitely don't want to go down three one to the Heat. So I also read like a crazy stat that the Celtics are 4-0 after a loss. And when I saw that, I was like, huh, maybe the Celtics for sure are going to win this game. Um, and they were able to pull it off without Marcus Smart. Um, I think that 
Robert Williams has been a great factor this series and probably most of the playoffs when he's able to play. He very much makes an impact and I think changes what the Celtics are as a team in a good way. I would give Jason Tatum his flowers because I don't think either team shot the best. The Celtics did do well from the free throw line and Jason Tatum played a great game. So I would give him a lot of credit. I cannot let Jimmy Butler off the hook even though I know he was injured and they probably should have sat him down for the game and let him rest up his knee. We have to we have to hold him to a standard, you know, the way Jimmy Buckets plays. So I mean we could have afforded him to play a little better, but sometimes you gotta take the loss and move on to the next game. I still do believe the Celtics are the better team. The problem is at their at their peak and with everyone playing well, they talent wise they are the better team. You just don't know what Celtics team you're gonna get. They have shown that they can be very inconsistent. They've shown that they can struggle. Jason Tatum has showed that every time he's on the cusp of transitioning to superstar, his inconsistency scares you. And I'm not going to get into that debate of star versus superstar, but when you're in this type of level of playoffs and you're not too far from the championship, you can't afford to be that inconsistent. You need to play your, the best of your game as much as possible. And many times he, this postseason especially, has flamed out some. But in this instance, I will give him credit, and I hope he can keep up his consistency. Based on the way the Celtics play, this could be a seven-game series. Because if for some reason Jimmy Butler gets it together and wins, for the Celtics being now 5-0 and after a loss, I don't know if I'm betting against them in the game six. Miami's a great team. They're well-coached. They have talent. They're disciplined. There is a chance Miami could win. But given that the Celtics, for some reason, are resilient after a loss, I wouldn't personally bet against them, but it's a matter of preference. So I do think we're in store for at least one great series as far as these conference finals go. And the truth is, whoever wins, I think it'll be interesting. Um... I think the Celtics will probably put up a better fight against the Warriors, um, but I would never discredit the Heat. I think they're too much of a good team to say they wouldn't be able to put up a good shot against the Warriors. But I do think with the Celtics' firepower and size, I wouldn't personally bet against them in a series against the Warriors, but that's putting the cart before the horse, so we'll see what happens. One of the things I was going to leave with you as a thought before I go any further, and I kind of mentioned it before about the Warriors making it to the finals. Hmm. Does it change how we view Steph Curry and Kevin Durant? Given that some people hold it against Steph Curry about the last two championships he's won um, because of Kevin Durant, or even the one that he won before him where he did not win the finals MVP. A lot of people say Steph knew he needed Kevin Durant to even get over the hump to get a few more championships. So, now granted, I understand the Warriors team is talented. But does it affect how we view Steph now? Um, given the fact that since Kevin's been gone, Steph was injured. 
and then came back the next year and had a really good season. Almost led his team, his hurt team, to the playoffs, but wasn't successful. And then once his team got healthy, they're on the brink of a finals run. And it might be a little unfair, but most people will probably tell you they think Kevin Durant's better than Steph Curry. So now looking at it from the other side, where we've seen Kevin Durant in Brooklyn, he missed one year, came back the second year, and did have James Harden. He did have a good team intact. And on the difference of a foot on the line, didn't beat the Milwaukee Bucks in the second round. But I don't think anybody really holds that against him. It was a great performance by him. And then we get to this year where even though he did not have James Harden, he had a Kyrie Irving and had a good amount of his team still. But for some reason, they weren't playing the same and they got swept by the Boston Celtics. I'm not posing that they should have beat Boston. But I don't think any of us expected a sweep. I know for me, everywhere I watched, they were saying six games or upset that Brooklyn was going to win. I myself thought it was going to at least go six games just on the will to win of Kevin Durant. I, I never would have thought that they were going to get swept. So where does that leave us looking at Steph's legacy? If he's able to, I think get, getting to a finals is very helpful, but if he's able to win one, does it put all the pressure on Kevin Durant now that he was the one that had to go to go to Golden State to win a championship and has not had much success after? Because the Thunder was a good team, but they only made it to one final in two Western Conference Finals. One of those Western Conference Finals, they ended up losing to the Golden State Warriors in which Kevin Durant went to them the next year. So something to think about is how would we view Steph Curry making it to the finals? And how do we view him if he wins it? How much of this run is truly for his legacy? Or are we looking at it as an indictment on Kevin Durant? Just something I, I realized I was thinking about as these playoffs were going. Until next time, we will definitely continue to watch these games. We will definitely continue to expand into the other sports. But we just wanted to look and focus on the NBA playoffs for right now. And until next time, please subscribe. Please go down in the comments and let me know what you're currently thinking about these, East, these conference finals. Are you a fan of them? Are you not a fan? Is your team still in the playoffs? Let me know what you're thinking. And hopefully I'll talk to you later on this week. Have a good rest of your day.